and welcome to another episode of Not This, the podcast that seeks to deconstruct fear-based belief patterns and systems with curiosity and love. I am Tina Marie Olson, your host, and this week's episode is Choose Your Own Adventure. We are living in an abundant reality where we get to choose literally every aspect of our lives. And this can be a really triggering concept. When we are living primarily in fear-based energy, which there is a ton of in the forefront of people's consciousness right now, in that fear-based mindset comes limited options. We tend to think we either have no choice. In other words, there's like only one thing that can happen or or we tend to see polarity, which is that two things could happen and we're standing on one side of it and we either really want the other side or we really don't want the other side, but we're in this opposition force with it. And my belief is that when we heal those aspects of self that continue to pull us back into fear-based patterns, then we have the opportunity to live the truth of the abundance of the universe. And abundance, so many people talk about abundance and they're talking about resources and specifically money. So let's take all of those things that you traditionally think of when you think of abundance and let's add to that list. And let's add choice because really everything is born from that place. Desiring freedom and choice. And when we live from this perspective of understanding that any aspect of self that doesn't think we have full choice in each and every moment is just an aspect of self that is asking for more love, asking for your attention, asking for your healing, asking for awareness, asking for a change of beliefs, asking for introspection, asking for compassion, forgiveness, grace, so that we can live the truth of all of the abundance that Source is here to give us. I love you abundantly, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We're back with another episode, and this one's been brewing for a handful of days, and I've been super excited about it ever since the idea came to me. And it's about choosing your reality. I've called it Choose Your Own Adventure because hopefully where you're aiming in life, if you're not there already, is for life to truly become a magical mysterious, miraculous, wonderful adventure. I can tell you it's taken me many, many, many years to embody that perspective. Uh, Not too long ago, I would have said, you're full of shit. Before that, I would have said, aren't we all just trying to survive? And yet now I can honestly say with every part of me that every single day, in the most beautifully mundane ways, 
all the way to the big things. Life is absolutely a miraculous adventure that I get to be a part of. I get to experience in this vessel that we call Tina. So one of the ways that I have been playing with life as an adventure lately is riding around on my bike. I am in Chicago. I absolutely love riding along the lakefront trail. And mind you, I don't, I I definitely have my own version of riding around on my bike. I am on a beach cruiser that is painted like glittery teal with bright orange rims and has Hawaiian flower like outline painted. My seat has Hawaiian flowers on it. I have an orange basket. This is a single speed brakes uh, on the feet. (laughs) This is what I call truly cruising through life. It is so much fun. There is not a thought or care in the world about everyone passing me on the trail in their, you know, on their bikes that are all the way from, you know, probably eight and 10 speeds all the way up to super high performance bicycles. There are people who are like riding along with a, in a Peloton with each other with their bike gear on and they're super serious about it. And I just have my flip flops on and a shitting grin because one of the things I've noticed when I go at that pace is there's actually an opportunity to look at the trees, to look at the water, to see the people passing by, to notice the beauty around me. And of course, there is time and place to be pushing harder physically. And so it's no diss to the people who are choosing their adventure to be riding really fast on their bikes, of course. But I'm just saying that there's value in all of it. There's value in slowing down. There's value in not just trying to get from point A to point B or not just going out for exercise, but actually just cruising around. And your version of that might be wandering around in your neighborhood. It's been another favorite thing for me to do during quarantine times is just wander around the neighborhood and I'll talk to my mom and she'll say, where are you? And I'll say, I have no idea. Just wandering. It's so fun. The things that you get to see and experience. And that's a microcosm for the rest of life because when we open up space to wander around and see things that we hadn't seen or wouldn't see otherwise, if we were just always getting in the car to go to the grocery store, getting in the car to go to work, or, you know, always very, very focused on the next task. There's not much space then for anything to feel like an adventure. Everything's a chore, something else on the to-do list, something else to check off. And now in this space of life as an adventure, even cleaning can feel like flow and an adventure. And I get to turn on whatever music I want to turn on, or I miraculously find things that I didn't know I still had, or I got to, I get to get rid of things that I don't need any longer. And there's so much joy baked in all of it. 
so one of the ways that I've really been loving this adventure and it directly mirrors back to me is on TikTok. So TikTok is an app that I guess was primarily known for being aimed at the Gen Zers. And yet during quarantine, (laughs) there's been quite the addition on TikTok of really all ages, all types, all sizes, all colors, all genders, all sexual orientations, you name it, all animal types, they're on TikTok. And the thing that I noticed about the way that TikTok's algorithm is, and hang with me on this because you might not normally think algorithms are interesting, but, or maybe you do, and you know a heck of a lot more about them than I do. But if you use Facebook or Instagram at all, you know that they their algorithms are all based on engagement. If they've targeted you as a business, you kind of need to pay to play or else people don't see your things. And what ends up happening is every time I log on, like let's say I only spend five minutes a day on Instagram, I'm going to see like the same five or 10 or 15 people's stuff, even though I follow hundreds. And the reverse is true as well. If I post, only a handful of people are going to see my stuff, even though there's hundreds who follow me. It's just not even going to show up in their atmosphere. And you actually kind of have to dig to get any new experiences. Otherwise, it just kind of keeps feeding you the same crap. And it's kind of like getting in a rut and going and eating fast food. And then you feel like shit because fast food isn't good for our bodies. And then you just keep eating the fast food because you feel like shit. So you don't have any energy to think of anything else to do to eat more creatively. And so you just go back to what's cheap and easy. And then you get in this like self-fulfilling prophecy loop. So I feel like Facebook and Instagram kind of have become that like fast food of social media. And it's what we're all used to. So the temptation to go back there is strong because it's like, well, I don't want to miss out on what people who I know and care about are posting or what they're doing. And, you know, I'm not able to see people in person right now as much. So you know, there's probably an even stronger desire to connect. And yet every time you go on, like my experience has been it's unsatisfying at best and it can be like flat out awful at worst because people are like yelling at each other or they're just like extremely opinionated and needing to shout the opinion for some reason to the entirety of the population or at least attempt to do that. And then people are arguing with them. It it just... It's like, whew, no thank you. So then I had heard of this thing called TikTok. I don't know what in particular caused me to finally download it, but I did. And I remember the first couple days, I almost couldn't sleep because it's almost like your brain has to adjust to TikTok speed. Those of you who are on TikTok probably know what I'm talking about. But everything on TikTok happens. So it's all videos and everything happens in like 10 to 15 second intervals are most of the sounds and most of the trends. And then sometimes people who are doing tutorials or sharing more or whatever, sometimes those can be longer, but there's nothing that's longer than a minute. And you're just swiping through 
And you start off by telling TikTok a little bit about what you like. But if you're like me, I didn't tell TikTok a whole lot at the beginning because I'm like, why do you want to know all this? It's like LinkedIn being like, do you want us to send an email to everybody in your contact list? And you're like, no, no, I really don't actually. (laughs) So... So I only said a few things like, yes, I like dancing and I don't know, maybe I like dogs or whatever. So what happens over time on TikTok is the algorithm learns what you like. I think it's paying attention, I'm sure, to probably how long you watch a video. Sometimes you get super looped into one and you'll watch it over and over and over and over again. And sometimes when they're really funny, you'll be crying and watching them over and over and over again. That's happened a few times and it's just brilliant. So I'm sure TikTok pays attention to that. I'm sure it pays attention to whether or not you like it, whether or not you share it, whether or not you comment on it, and probably basically how long you're spending with that particular video. And so then it starts sending you things that it perceives are similar, but it's really interesting because it's not always necessarily same. It it can sometimes be a little bit random. It's almost like it tests you. It's like if you were at a really delicious restaurant that had a buffet, except the buffet style was more like the waiter came around. Maybe it's like Brazilian barbecue style. The waiter comes around and offers you things um, and you're saying yes or no, then it's like paying attention. And then sometimes it's like, yeah, well, I know you've said yes to fish, but you haven't said yes to meat, but maybe you'd like to try this other type of meat or this other type of vegetable. So it's it's kind of fascinating to watch and how it relates to human behavior and how it relates to our choices in life. Because what happens on TikTok over time is what you end up seeing expands exponentially. Whereas what I was talking about the other two platforms it seems like over time it's just contracted what I see and therefore actually spend less and less and less time there. With TikTok, there's so much potential (laughs) to curate joy. And this is why I'm going in this direction with this. This, the choose your own reality, choose your own adventure has never been more obvious than when you're on TikTok. So much so that in TikTok culture, there is quote unquote, which TikTok are you on? There's quote unquote, gay TikTok, lesbian TikTok, straight TikTok, animal TikTok, uh, dancing TikTok, um, which is probably considered kind of normal TikTok because that's where it started. DIY TikTok, uh, food TikTok. And then you could get into probably really obscure things, which I couldn't even guess. There's probably knitting TikTok. There's, there's, Voice acting TikTok. I've seen a, a woman who talks about her career as voice actor. And she's like, you've made it to voice acting TikTok. And what people are meaning by these categorizations is not that like that there's a different app to download or not that like you change your settings, but it's just the string. Like if somebody were, were mapping out your adventure on this app, then like I get so much dog content. And I freaking love it. Where I'm going with all this is the fact that here is an app that has some things that go on in the background and your reality is then reflected back to you. And then as reality is being reflected back to you, you continue to get to say yay or nay. 
and you get to just say degrees of yay. Like, oh my God, this is so great. Everybody I know has to see it and you go ahead and share it. Or, yeah, that was all right. And you just move on. Or I really liked it and you like it and you go and comment on it or you go start reading the comments. So there's all this ability to sift through life, sift through content in the form of TikTok, but you know we're really talking about life here, and actually say either no, not for me, and there doesn't have to be any judgment. Notice I haven't sat here and said any long negative string about any particular branch of TikTok. I don't care. It's just not for me. Guess what? There are, I guarantee you there's Make America Great Again TikTok. It just has never shown up on my feed. And you know what? I'm fine with that. But I don't have any judgment about the people who are participating in that. Let them do them. It's just a no for me. And maybe it comes into my field and I swipe it away. Or maybe it never comes into my field. But I don't have to make my life and my energy about being against something when I get to make my life and my energy about being for all these things. And I even get to choose what degree of for I am. And how fun is it when we see something and it reminds us of someone and we share it with them or it causes us to take a step back and think about amazing memories or it causes you to go on a train of thought of remembering the time that this happened and this happened and then going and making a phone call and sharing that wonderful memory or the love or the situation or the thing that made you laugh with somebody. It's causing more and more connection. And yet right now, in this moment in time in history, so it's mid-August, I think. <laughs> time is so strange now and I'm pretty confident we'll never feel the same as it did before, but it's definitely nonlinear. We've been understanding about how a pandemic can affect humanity now since March. So we're on, we're in month five and everyone's life has changed School has changed, work has changed, relationships have changed, housing has changed, food has changed, driving around has changed. Literally every aspect of what we do and how we do it has had opportunity for change. And so I want to ask you a really honest question right now. How much of your time and energy are you spending building a case against the things that are no, the things that you could simply just swipe up on and not have to engage with at all anymore. You just say no, not for me. How much are you going and seeking out things that you're really against and then railing on them? Like, I guarantee you there's people who choose to use TikTok that way. There's people who choose to engage in certain strands that get them in. Uh, I'll use an example. Let's say somebody who finds their way onto gay TikTok and then goes into all the comments and starts railing on gay people. What kind of a use of life force energy is that? And you might be thinking, 
Well, no, Tina, of course they don't. I'm not doing that. And just is there any aspect? Is there any aspect of investment in the nose? And if so, this is not condemning that. It's just bringing the reality of your choice back. It's bringing the reality of the fact that life is an adventure. And it's a choose your own adventure. And that things that are no for you are perfectly fine to be no's for you. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to make something else wrong. You don't have to overthink it. But I can pro and if you're not sure, then all the more reason to invest in the things that are holy hell yeses. Dogs talking in Siri voice telling stories about the chaos they caused are holy hell yeses for me. They bring me so much freaking joy. I cannot even begin to articulate it. So guess what? I'm going to spend a lot of conscious time and energy (laughs) allowing myself to be in that vibration. And I don't have to continue to watch TikTok to stay in that vibration. I get to watch a few and then I get to take that vibration with me into the next thing that I do. Whatever that might be. It might be coming down and sitting here and talking to you. It might be going out for a run or getting on my cruiser. It might be making a snack or cleaning up or having a conversation with somebody. But if I'm in that energy, then more hilarity and magic and miracles. And, you know, I say magic and miracles and you could be thinking like, that's so, I don't know, corny? But the fact that I get to sit here right now and talk to you and share my heart and that there are birds chirping outside and that I can hear cicadas and that a freaking derecho with tornadoes blew through here a week ago and all those trees could be gone and they're not. They're alive and well. It's a miracle. And speaking of the trees, what I noticed about most of the trees that fell, and there were a lot, well, a lot compared to, you know, your every day. <laughs> Luckily, there are a lot more trees that did not fall. But the trees that fell, I noticed rot inside of them. Some of them were completely empty inside. But some were just really dark and rotten. And it's no wonder then that a big windstorm would come and knock them over. And as a matter of fact, my point of curiosity for my own tree responsibility... (laughs) My own yard, my own life is like, how do we know sooner that trees are no longer alive and make sure to get them down so that they don't, you know, fall in a storm and take things with them, right? And obviously that information is obtainable. But the reason I say this is because we're all like trees. We have roots. We're connected to this earth. 
We've got these beautiful trunks, these bodies that are so wise and so healthy. And we've got these limbs, these branches that go off in, in every direction, including, yes, of course, our, our arms that are kind of can act like actual branches, but our connection energetically to everything that is, everything that's around us, our aura. And we're always taking in information from around us and taking it through into the system, through our trunks, into our roots, and vice versa. And so when big storms come in life, if we are taking care of the energy that's inside of us, we'll stay standing through the storm. We might need to drop a branch, a.k.a. there's maybe some old energy to go. But it won't topple us over completely. And I think that's what most of us are afraid of, right? The people who I see who are really running right now, really spending a ton of time triggered, a ton of time in fear and anxiety. And this is not a critique. There is nothing to be ashamed about. I am sending you so much love. And I'm also sending you the possibility that you can start today with feeling much more grounded, much more light within instead of feeling hollow within. And much more secure and confident that as you choose your own reality, you are able to be creating more dogs talking like Siri <laughs> and less of whatever it is that you happen to not so much care about or not be for you. You know, Lee Harris is an energy intuitive who I used to mentor with and I really value his work and his insight. And he was talking about how in August there was going to be, you know, kind of continued upheaval. And I don't think that's surprising to anybody, right? We've experienced it. We are experiencing it still. And he also talked about how some people are really here to get into the mix and to kind of stir things up. These are your people who are social justice advocates and they're the ones who are, you know, taking the stage and the microphone at a protest as one example. And if you're not built, and you know this intuitively, if you're not built to be in the mix, in the boxing ring, in the tussle all the time, give yourself a break and say, you know what? There's other ways that I came here to contribute. And I don't need to be a part of railing against everything that's going on. And by everything, I literally mean everything. Everything from where we do and don't have to wear masks and who, and who is and who isn't wearing one to what governments are choosing to do about opening or closing of various services to what is happening in social justice, to what is happening in our political races, to what is happening globally with our travel. I mean, everything, right? We, we've got this huge opportunity right now 
to get so sucked into the mix. And at the same time, what would you really choose if you consciously knew you were choosing your own adventure? So if you happen to like journaling and you have a pen and paper, you can pause to go get one if you don't have one. Or if you don't like journaling or you're driving or whatever, you can do this verbally or you could make a note in your phone. But let's take a few moments to center together and then let's ask ourselves the question, if I were brave and I were choosing my own adventure, and I'll repeat this, what really would I choose? What are my holy hell yeses? Because here's the sneaky thing. A lot of times, those are harder for the ego, the fear-based aspect of the ego, I should say. The fear parts of us that think they're keeping us safe. It's a lot harder to admit sometimes to the things we really, really want than to spend our energies talking about what we don't want. And I know you feel me on that one. So if it's safe for you and you feel comfortable to right now, you can close your eyes with me. Take in a few deep breaths. Allowing your inhale and your exhale to be of equal length. And I'll ask it again. On this heart-centered adventure of life that you're on, what do you really, truly want? Go big. And but big means what big means to you. The thing that if you got it, You'd be so over the moon excited that you might have to run around the block screaming. That. And for you, it might feel more natural to identify literals. The particular job that you want, the particular person you want to work for, or company you want to work for, or thing you want to do, or way you want to do it. or experience that you want to have in life, or place you want to travel to. For others of you, it might feel more natural to go into the energy of it. That it's, I don't know what country it is, but it's tropical and it's warm and there's overwater huts or there are surf spots. And there's places where you can get local food and everything else the universe gets to surprise and delight you with all the details I can tell you that so in human design your bottom right arrow if you pull up your human design chart you can get it at 
mybodygraph.com. You need to know your birth time and place and date, obviously. The bottom right arrow is about manifesting. And if it's pointing to the left, you chose a design where you're supposed to get really super specific. The number of days until something happens, the exact person that something happens with, um, details, the more details, the more clear you can see it and smell it and taste it, the better. And if your arrow points right, then it's all about the energy. And so you can still get really specific, but it's specific about the energy. It's about the experiences that you want to have, the feelings that you want to have, the sensations. And then for both types, it's about letting yourself really feel the possibility of fully receiving this, allowing it to happen, allowing these magic and miracles to show up in your life. And the trick to this is going full circle back to choosing your own adventure of joy every step of the way because we don't know what divine timing is. And especially for the big things in life that are really like soul-led desires, those things come when the whole universe conspires that it's time for it to come. It doesn't come on our ego's impatient timeline. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I know a little bit about this. And two things happen when we are so in love with life along the way, so choosing our own adventure of joy and play along the way. And play can be anything you want it to be. It doesn't have to be on a silly beach cruiser with a bell. It could be parasailing. I don't know where the hell that came from. <laughs> it could be hang gliding. It could be jumping off a cliff with some kind of parachute of ropes. <laughs> it could be reading a book, writing a book, doing your job, playing with your kids, braiding your kids' hair. Whatever brings you joy, big and small. Because when we're in that energy, two things are happening. One, we don't mind waiting because every day feels like a holiday. And second of all, the universe is like, oh, he, she, or it is serious about this. They really want this to happen so much so that they've trusted us to be figuring it out. And they're enjoying life. We get nudged every single time when there's an action step to be taken. It is only fear that ever tells us that we're not acting according to plan. We know. I mean, for crying out loud, we know, we know, we know. There is never a divine action that you were not aware was wanting to come through you. You may have resisted it. It may have felt too terrifying at the time to take that action. But you knew it was there. And something in me believes that you probably did move through the terror and take the action. Or that you remember it so clearly. 
that maybe you didn't take the action at the time, but it informed all future actions. And maybe that's the only thing that that action, that nudge ever meant to do for you in the first place. I had a huge epiphany come through this morning and it came through the help of two people who've been on the podcast and myself. So it was a trifecta. The first was Janet Raftis and we did an episode together on the Divine Feminine. She's an amazing intuitive reader and healer. And she sent me a message last night about how there was like one, like that I'm in a ton of alignment, that there's one thing that I was like not, that I was missing or or that needed to kind of click into place. And then Kelsey Abbott, who is an intuitive human design reader, and we did an episode on her path with finding her own alignment to her human design. I knew that there was some gate in my human design that wanted to light up and open up, that wanted to teach me something more than what I had already learned or what I already know. And this is what happens with our alignment. Like this is a lifelong journey, right? So spirit was generous enough to give me some dreams overnight that pointed me in a direction. And it, it, did so enough that when I woke up in the morning and I didn't know exactly what to do with this information, I felt the fullness of the constriction and the contraction that this aspect of me being out of alignment was causing. It it caused a very intense desire for me to choose something differently, to choose my own adventure. Here was a fork in the road to choose my own adventure to go in a new direction than what I had been in. So I did some theta healing on myself. I removed some really heavy energy that was stuck in the left side of my brain. And I healed some ancestral trauma through that as well. Yet it still didn't feel like the floodgates had opened. Didn't feel like it had all broken up and become the beautiful, expansive knowing that I always know is on the other side of of these energetic contractions. So... Kelsey guided me to gate 47, which is a gate in the Ajna Center, which is in the head. And I have notes written on my chalkboard now from what she told me, because as she called it, these are like my training wheels. These are the, this is the external reminder that I need until this way of being is so with me that I don't need any sort of an external reminder anymore. And it's all about how. I thought, and I have spent a lot of time and energy, conscious and unconscious, trying to figure out how to make my dreams come true, trying to force my choosing of my own adventure to be so led just by me instead of divinely co-created with spirit that I really got myself stuck in a loop and stuck in a, a lot of suffering around it. And I was aware that things could not continue along those lines. I just didn't know how to change it. And the answer came in my gate 47, which is that the wisdom of this gate is that the universe will always deliver you action steps to take 
serendipitous events, and magic. And my job is to leave the how up to the universe. My job is to take leaps of faith, to believe in the impossible. Isn't that a good one? And to relax in the need to know. Let that go. Let that need to know go. So my takeaways were that I don't need to know. (laughs) And actually felt glorious. Felt like letting myself out of how prison. Because I had suffered a lot from thoughts of how. That it's not my business how the universe is co-creating their part. My business is how I co-create my own adventure. That's my job. Everything else, not my job. And then to say to the universe, surprise and delight me. (laughs) Not only am I so in and I'm so leaving the how up to you, but I have the audacity to expect surprise and delight. That is how I want to live my own adventure. That is how I want to be in the world. And TikTok, this funny little microcosm, has taught me and shown me firsthand at a super rapid pace, I get to learn how quickly the world responds to me and gives me feedback And shows me more miracles when I'm grateful and when I'm joyous and when I'm happy. AKA also pushing the like button and sharing. (laughs) And making comments. And participating. Participating. So there's a serial tipper on TikTok who just the other day filmed a kid outside. I think it was a Target store. He was playing a violin beautifully and had a sign up that his mom had lost her job and that he wanted to help her with rent. And the serial tipper collects money on Venmo and gives these huge tips out to people just to surprise and delight them. And so she walked up to him and said, how much more money do you need for rent? And I think the answer was around $425. And I think she gave him a grand. The surprise and delight has a ripple effect. It's exponential. Whatever she experienced on TikTok and whatever she's experienced in her life that led her to decide to create an account where people trust her enough to send her money, and albeit it's typically small amounts of money, 50 cents, a dollar, five dollars, and she amasses thousands The week that she played that violin video, the following week, people donated $45,000 to her. And then she crowdsourced all these amazing ideas for how to find the people who need it most in her area. That's just one person doing their one small thing. But look at the ways in which the surprise and delight ripple effect just creates more and more joy, more and more abundance, more and more things to be grateful for. So yes, you absolutely on your choose your own adventure have the choice and the opportunity to look at 2020 as this big old fucking shit show 
And I don't want to bypass any of that. There's a lot of shit that has been dredged up. But I also want to plant the extremely valuable seed of the giving tree that will just keep on giving. If you make up your mind, all you have to do right now is set the intention. As a matter of fact, we'll use Creator. So say yes if you'd like these downloads. Would you like to know what it feels like to live with surprise and delight every single day? Would you like to know that it's safe to have your perspective be one of being surprised and delighted in magic and joy? Would you like that you too, to know that you too don't have to know how everything is going to happen? That that's never been any of our jobs. Would you like to know that you are a divine co-creator? You're part of the equation. Your choice, your empowerment matters and the universe is meeting you every step of the way. I am sending you so much love. 